Welcome to Making Music with Jay Cobbs. I have Kimberly Knighton with me. How are you doing, Kimberly? Great. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Yeah, great. We're, um, I'm excited to have you. So, so tell us, how did you get started doing music? Uh, so I've been doing music for a while. I started playing piano and singing when I was young. I was probably eight when I started playing piano and mm-hmm. did choirs and everything like that in high school and started songwriting when I was about 14. And yeah. then I just kept going and studied music and things just kind of fell into place that way. Did your parents like force you to do piano or was it, was it something you wanted to do? Well, my mom played piano and so she tried to teach me a little bit and I wasn't really into that. And so she put me into lessons. I I think I did formal lessons for like two years maybe. Mm-hmm. And then I just did not like it at all. I didn't like <laughs> being forced to play certain things. So yeah. I learned the basics and then I would just go to the music store and pick out music I really liked. <laughs> oh, nice. Like songs on the radio and just things that I actually connected to, and then I learned more that way and kind of improved. Great. So you're you're like somewhere between, you know, formal training and self-taught, I guess. <laughs> yeah, kind of somewhere in the middle. Yeah, but I I really loved learning about music, so I I actually really liked the theory aspect of it, and so mm-hmm. uh, I didn't really know what I was doing, but I I still was learning as I went. I was learning, you know, new keys and stuff depending on the song I was learning, and so yeah, that's great. And then, um, so you said you wrote your first song when you were 14 was, um, do you remember what it was about or what, how that kind of came together? Yeah. And I mean, I'd written little ditties before then, but, um, I, I was 14 when, uh, 9-11 happened. And so I actually, and I'm from the DC area. And Mm -hmm. so a lot of feelings, you know, kids were pulled out of school that day and just like a lot of stuff hit close to home. And I just remembered sitting down and writing and completing the song, um, about kind of the nation coming together and trying to yeah. just make sense of what was happening and be inspiring as like a little 14 year old who had no yeah, idea really what was, was going on. I was going to say 14, that's, <laughs> that's pretty deep stuff from, for that age. Yeah, but it's, it's kind of cool because I still get comments on that song. I ended up recording that on my first album and it's, it's mm-hmm. kind of fun to think about how naive I was, but like how hopeful I was. Uh-huh. And I think, Sometimes those are the better songs when you don't really know exactly. <laughs> like you don't, you don't understand what that's going to mean later. You just write it and it's just real in the moment, you know? Uh-huh. And then did you, did you keep it up pretty regularly while, like while you were in high school? Or? With songwriting? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Like I, I would write, I don't know, pretty regularly. I, I remember coming home from school and I would just go straight downstairs and go to the computer and start messing with recording stuff mm-hmm. and um yeah it was like a fun hobby for me but I never considered myself a songwriter I guess you would say in high school I just if I liked something I would try to figure it out on the piano and I would try writing and yeah did you do any like concerts at like coffee places or, or clubs or anything when you were no. a kid or, or no I didn't I didn't really play any anything other than like I was in choir and mm-hmm. musicals and things like that, but right. I, I didn't do any of my own stuff. I would just record it at home and just kind of keep it to myself. I played a couple times at the school talent show, but oh, that, yeah. was, fun. that was it really. And mm. I, I didn't have a ton of confidence in myself as a songwriter at that point. So I didn't, yeah, I didn't really do much then. But. Okay. And then, so when you graduated, you went to school at, at BYU mm-hmm. and we were talking about, we were in a lot of the same, same classes cause mm-hmm. you were in the media music program, right? Yeah. 
And so did you, um, do you feel like maybe your songwriting got more developed as you were there? Like maybe you, I don't know, took a little more seriously or, or tried a little harder or yeah, became less de- of a hobby. Definitely. And I actually learned what song form was in mm-hmm. a structural way and taking the songwriting class at BYU, I was like, Oh, this is an AABA song. I've never, I never knew what that was before, but mm-hmm. all of my favorite songs growing up, like Billy Joel songs and things like that were AABA yeah. songs. And I'm like, Oh cool. I, I should really try this. And I remember that being a really great exercise in songwriting class, having to write an AABA song because I'd never done anything like that. And so it really stretched my abilities mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Do you do any um, co-writing with other people or is it all yourself pretty much? Pretty much all myself. I mm-hmm. I enjoy co-writing, um, but I feel like I'm more authentic. I'm more me when it's just me. Yeah. And I think most people would say that it's a little bit harder to be really vulnerable with somebody else. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I've i come up with a few songs that I feel good about from co-writes. Um, it really just depends on the person, I think, and the connection you have, right? I think right. everybody feels that way. <laughs> <laughs> when you sit down to write a song, is there, do you have like a kind of a typical process? Like do you, do you start with maybe like a piano phrase and you write a melody on top of that and then words kind of develop or I know some people, they start with words or they start with a a groove or a beat first. So what, what's kind of your process like? Honestly, it's different. I mix it up, but I would say most of the time I start with a title. Oh yeah. Um, and I actually learned that from my class at BYU. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, that's been a really great exercise for me because you want the title usually to be the hook. And so it forces you to begin with the part that is the most important. So Mm -hmm. that's, that's one thing that has helped me make sure that I focus on the most important part of the song from the get go. So I usually start with the chorus and then I go back and fill in the rest. Mm -hmm. So that's my process. But (laughs) I mean, sometimes I'll start with a, an intro that I really like just a melody for the intro and then I'll get the chords that I like and then I'll sort of get an idea after that of where I want to go with the song. And sometimes that leads the song. Sometimes the words lead the song, but Mm -hmm. it just depends. Depends. Okay, cool. So then you graduated, (laughs) just kind of walking through here, you graduated 2010 and you moved to Nashville right away when you were done? Yeah, so uh, after I graduated, I needed an internship. Well, before I graduated, I needed an internship Mm -hmm. um, to be able to graduate. And so I decided... I've heard so many people talk about Nashville. I love country music. I should just go there. And um, my first Sunday, I went to church in Nashville and met a guy and his mom owned an artist development company. Oh, wow. And uh, and he was like, you know, she could probably use an intern over the summer. And so I worked it out and ended up becoming her intern. And it was actually kind of cool because it was a small enough company where I could kind of do a little bit of everything so Mm -hmm. i was kind of a song plugger for part of the time oh cool and uh yeah her whole operation she basically had she would fly people into nashville and she would introduce them to songwriters and set up co-writes with more established writers Uh in nashville and then they would come up with three songs that they liked the best and then do a demo and let them play out live at one of the venues and then they would record their demo and then they would leave so my wow. job was I kind of got to take the talent around um, to different places. Like I remember taking one girl to a movie one time. <laughs> um, <laughs> Show and, them a good time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it was all different ages, but a lot of younger girls, you know, trying to do the Taylor Swift thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
yeah, and I, I remember um, I got to actually take demos to um, publishers, which was really wow. cool. Because in Nashville, I mean, they're just right all there at the same spot in Music Row. Like mm -hmm. you just walk around and there are all these little publishing houses. And then there's like Sony and all these places. And so, you know, you're just walking in and you go to the front door and, uh, you know, the secretary lets you in. And then you're like, hey, I'm so-and-so from this place and here's my demos and I want to pass these along and you know and then I'm sure she threw them away the next day but <laughs> <laughs> but it was still fun to like be part of that process and kind of see how that worked and yeah so it was a fun internship and um I feel like I learned a lot just about every side of the music industry I learned a little bit about publishing yeah. a little bit about songwriting and how how things work with co-writing and did you get to sit in on any of the songwriting, the, the co-writing sessions or anything? Um, well, I was outside the door, so I could kind of listen in. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and there were some great songs. And, you know, these are really seasoned writers, so mm -hmm. they'd, they've written with lots of famous people and four famous people. Um, so that was, that was really fun. So after your internship was over, did you just hang around town and, or what? Yeah. What? Well, well, so basically... Um, actually working for this this specific person she had lots of connections and actually while I was working there she's like so I want to hear your stuff you're a songwriter aren't you you know mm -hmm. and, and I was like yeah and I'd I'd recorded a little mini demo before I had moved out there and uh -huh. so I showed her the demo and she's like oh wow you you're great you should you should record something while you're here you mm -hmm. should record an album and so she started telling me about producers that she worked with. And she's like, this is Dolly Parton's producer. You should work with him. Oh, cool. And uh, she gave, gave me a great deal because of the relationship she had with him. And and so I decided to record an album while I was there. And so worked this is, with this producer. This is still during your internship? You're recording um, It was like the end. Yeah, the uh -huh. end of it. And um, so I needed to go back out and, and walk at BYU so I could graduate. <laughs> <laughs> and then I came back out and kept doing um, album stuff. And mm -hmm. I just fell in love with Nashville and I wanted to stay. And so I, I did, but yeah, the album was kind of the culminating experience of like my internship when I was out there. So, um, that was a really cool experience. I'd never seen anything quite like it. Cause I was working with Nashville yeah. session players and people who played, you know, on Faith Hills and Taylor Swift's yeah, albums and yeah. stuff like that. And they're just normal wow. people and they just do session work. So Everybody pays them the same. It doesn't matter if you're Faith Hill or if you're me. So, <laughs> so that was really cool to kind of see how they worked. We just took one day and recorded the whole album. Um, in one in one day, the all, whole album. All of the production, like all of the instruments, and then I came in and did vocals. Oh, I see. Later, yeah. Cool. So they just have everybody there on the the soundstage, and they're recording everybody at the same time, and it was amazing wow, to watch. Wow. That sounds was, incredible. Yeah, it was really cool. So did, um, were they all like original songs that you had written? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. And so there was kind of a compilation of all of the years that I had written. So I was 21 at the time. So from 14 to 21. So yeah, it was a 10 song album and it was fun. It was really nice. fun. Did you self-release it or was it through a, a label? No, it was just self-released. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know what I was doing. I just <laughs> kind of like, I want to record an album. And so, you know, released it through CD Baby and yeah. just did this all I knew how to do at that time and and it was fun it was more of like a passion project to get myself out there and do something and take ownership of my music career I'd always been pretty shy about it I'm like yeah like I'm okay whatever but I think it was good for my self-esteem to be like no I want to put something out there and actually 
um, consider myself a singer. Because I think when I moved out to Nashville, I was like, I'm going to be a songwriter and that's all that I want to be. I yeah. want other people to sing my songs. But it was it was nice to feel like I kind of had started my artistry at right. that point. Well, and it's it's great too. You had that uh, the the lady from your internship encouraging you. You know, like yeah. You had, it's nice to have those kind of cross paths with those kind of people that sort of encourage exactly. you to get going. And yeah, yeah. There's a little bit of validation. We're like, oh, okay, maybe I can do this. <laughs> so great. And then, so um, did you play a lot of gigs when you were in Nashville as well? Um, I played several songwriter nights, and that's kind of the way that they work there, like songwriter rounds. Mm-hmm. Have you been to Nashville? I, I actually have not. I'm, okay. I'm planning on going for the first time this summer. So yeah. I'm oh, really excited. You need to go. It's so amazing. Because you walk into any venue, any restaurant, any hotel, any bar, and there's live music mm-hmm. pretty much every night. And they typically do it in the Nashville Writers' Round style. So they'll have mm-hmm. three of you, three or four of you up there, and you just take turns and right. then go back around and then go in like three rounds. So I would play those um, mostly just because of people... I was friends with would invite me. It wasn't because people knew who I was or anything, but mm-hmm. um, friends would invite me to play on their rounds. And so I got some, some experience that way playing in, in writer's rounds. But um, yeah, I definitely, it was mostly about meeting people. I feel like that was the big takeaway from Nashville was yeah. just the connections you make and the amazing songwriters and artists and just being exposed to the level of talent. And I feel like what sets Nashville apart is, people just want to help you people yeah, are just yeah. there to help <laughs> and there's not this really competitive vibe like at least i never felt that way i feel like it might be a little bit different now but mm-hmm. when i was there it was i i just felt really supported and really like yeah we should do this we should write we should you know just the kind of that atmosphere of yeah. helping each other so, that's awesome yeah so what uh so you were there for three years mm-hmm. and what so what brought you back to utah Um, so I just kind of needed a change of pace. And, Mm -hmm. uh, so I moved back out my family. I have a lot of family out here in Utah. And so, yeah, I just kind of wanted to reset. And I, I actually learned a lot about myself moving back and realizing, oh, I can, I can do this. And plus, I mean, Utah was a little bit more familiar to me and I felt Mm -hmm. a little bit more comfortable. I was too scared to move somewhere else like New York or LA, anywhere bigger than Nashville. So I'm going to go back to, you know, maybe some more home roots and, um, and kind of see what it would be like to pursue music in Utah. Cause yeah. I didn't really do that while I was in school. I was just more focused on doing school and I wasn't doing my own thing musically. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's been fun to do that. Cool. And then do you still have family back in the DC area? Well, my parents moved out to Utah last year. So now there's no roots left yeah. in Virginia. So pretty much all my family lives out west gotcha. now. Yeah. So your first album you did 2011 in Nashville, My Time to Dream. Mm-hmm. And then a few years ago, you, you recorded an album called Histories. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about that album and how, how that, that project came together. Yeah. So I had accumulated a lot of songs from the time I had left Nashville to when I recorded the the EP and I had been playing it out for a long time. I've been playing out those songs in Utah and realizing I should probably get something together. And I was realizing I could kind of weave a pattern or weave a theme Mm -hmm. through these songs. And so came up with this idea of histories because it was a word in one of my songs that I really liked. It's kind of an Mm -hmm. interesting word you don't use a lot, but, um, uh, so yeah, so I came up with, 
with this idea and I kind of told a a story about a relationship from start to finish and Mm -hmm. that was the concept for the EP and yeah it was it was really fun and I I decided because I had spent some money on the other album and it was like really produced I decided I was gonna kind of tone it down a little bit so Mm -hmm. I decided on less production and I would do funding through a kickstarter and so Mm -hmm. I did that and and got it funded and worked with an old friend from BYU and um, he produced it and um, and it was it was a really fun project and I feel like I learned a lot about my style and I wanted to feel like I was more true to my style and Mm -hmm. understanding what that was so I feel like that came together more on this album than the previous album so I heard some of the songs from the new album I didn't hear the first album though so what 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 would you say is the is there more of a country flavor on the first one yeah, I think naturally because of the producer mm-hmm. and just where it was. I mean, he produced Dolly Parton. So he definitely had some natural in- inclinations towards country music. And uh, I the the guidance I gave him when we were talking about production, I'm a big Sarah Bareilles fan. So mm-hmm. I told him she's kind of my influence, one of my influences. And so he kind of went more in that direction, which is great because I love her. But so it was kind of this singer songwriter pop country sort of a thing and i just like feel a, like a twangy cerebralis <laughs> yeah kind of sort of but then like i had a couple j- more jazzy songs and so it, i didn't really feel like it came together yeah. to be my style it was like everything i wanted to be and just kind of hodgepodge um so i feel like histories was a better reflection of who i've become as an artist and mm-hmm more told my story through the songs rather than any kind of production or anything like that, if that makes sense. Yeah. So it was the songs themselves that just kind of spoke for the project. So. And w- would you describe the songs as autobiographical? Yes, yeah. mostly. Well, it's actually really interesting because a lot of them are autobiographical, but um, some of them were told from different, like I wrote a song about my parents and that's mm-hmm. one of, one of the songs on the, on the EP. And then, um, there's another song that was told from the vantage point of somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, and so even though they were stories that influenced me, they weren't necessarily my stories or from my point of view. So, right. so yeah, autobiographical in a sense. Right. Yeah. So what other, you know, musicians have influenced you, would you say with your songwriting and maybe even your production or your approach or, or whatnot? Yeah. Songwriting. I mean, I listen to, I love songwriters from the seventies and eighties. Mm-hmm. Like I love Billy Joel. I love Carol King, James Taylor. I love that generation of songwriters. I feel like they kept it simple. They were just honest and just straightforward in their writing. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I try to do. I'm not very poetic or I don't, I don't really know how to write in a very poetic way. Um, so I, I appreciate those types of songwriters and I feel like that's kind of where I got some influence. Um, as far as like vocally, I mean, I listened to all of the power ballad women like yeah. Whitney Houston, Celine Dion <laughs> and Mariah Carey. And um, I get compared a lot to like Sarah McLaughlin and oh, yeah. Nora Jones and hmm. people like that. Maybe a little bit more uh, pop, indie, jazz, people like that. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of a mixture. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um so if people want to hear your music, do you have a, a website you can direct them to? Yeah, it's just KimberlyNightInMusic.com. Mm-hmm. And I'm also on Spotify and iTunes and 
Apple Music and Amazon and all the places. And I, I just released a single of um, Summer Only We Know. It's a cover of the Keen song. Oh, right, you know right. that song. <laughs> and a million people have covered it, but I, I really love that song. And I just decided to do an acoustic piano vocal version. Um, I had a friend mm. who, she runs a color guard um, out in North Carolina, I think. And uh, she's a friend from high school. And she asked me if I would do an arrangement of that song for one of their competitions. And so I was like, oh, that's a great song. And I decided after I recorded it, like this would actually be fun to release. So I just released that a few weeks ago. So that's on iTunes and everywhere you can go download. Great. So, yeah. So uh, you're going to perform for us then? Yeah. So this first song is called Better Now. And I actually just recently wrote it. It's pretty new, a couple, couple months ago. And it's basically just about trying again um, with the relationship and, and realizing things can be better the second time around. Um, and yeah, that's what that one's about. From the other side, I tried so hard to make the broken pieces hide. Love's the best you got, you make a choice between what's broken and the end. Sometimes you gotta walk away to find what you've been looking for. Sometimes love means closing. If I never let you go, I never know I could love you better now. What if we'd only play pretend we never met? Now we're here better now. We're better now. We're better now. We're better now. I got distracted on the long and winding ride. But time has given us a second chance to heal our eyes when we were blind. Sometimes you gotta walk away to find what you've been looking for. And babe, this song.
let you go. I never know I could love you better now. This next song is called The ABCs, and this is about how it feels when you're in a new relationship and it's like learning a new language. Teach me the lessons I never would get. You've broken all my rules. I'm starting from scratch. I don't know what to do. Please educate this heart you have pursued. I'll do the homework. You will assign Spell it all out for me Please, line by line If you tell me where to look I'll read your secret book And maybe we'll find the answers over time Learning the ABCs, the one, two, threes of loving you. There's so many mysteries and histories, but I'll find the truth. Cause you're the only one who knows how the story of you. Mr. Teacher, please teach me to be yours. I'll be your pupil, you'll be my eyes. Show me into your soul, show me into your mind. Your heart's a mine of gold. Is a willing heart, it's yours, ready to mourn. I'm learning the ABCs, the one, two, threes of loving you. There's so many mysteries and histories, but I'll find the truth. Cause you're the only one. Of you goes, 
Mr. Teacher, please teach me to be Okay, so this last song is also another new one that I just recently wrote, and I wrote it about kind of feeling your purpose in this world and how we can actually make a difference uh, without doing something big. And this is called We Don't Have to Save the World. I've been searching sun up, sun down. Looking for the reason I'm around Sometimes it's like I'm losing precious ground But I still haven't found Cause I can see the mountain from my room they remind me I've got things to do And I could climb them high But what good is that to you? I want to make them
Kimberly, that was so beautiful. Thank you so much for playing. Thanks so much for having me. This was really fun. Well, that's our show this week. If you head over to the podcast section of my website, jcos.com, you can find links to Kimberly's music. You'll also find a link to Patreon, where you can help support this podcast by pitching at a dollar per month. Follow the Facebook page for Making Music with Jay Cos to stay up to date. But most of all, subscribe on Apple Podcasts and leave a review so we can get a bump in the rankings. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week.